Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined like I am every week by Greg of the Dead. What's up? Two weeks in a row, I remembered it. <laughs> I know, I'm happy now. Now I just expect it. Yeah. How you been, man? Good, how you doing? Not bad. Uh, really love this week's episode, this week's movie. <laughs> I did too. And this is the first time you've ever seen it, wasn't it? Yeah, and... Well, we'll just say, yeah, we're doing brain damage. You already saw the title. You clicked on the episode. Yeah, um, brain damage from 1988, written by the amazing Frank Henenlotter. Yeah, and you know what's funny is this is a first watch for me, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is great. I love this. It reminds me of Frankenhooker and Basket Case. I no joke was thinking that. Yeah. And I I did not know that he was the director of all of those. So oh, like, really? Oh, that make, like, I was unaware of him. Like, I know those movies, but never any of the behind the scenes director stuff with it so i'm like oh that makes perfect sense then it's great i was gonna say this is probably my favorite of his movies and all of his movies definitely have that kevin smith thing to it where they all feel like they're in the same universe and as we find out in this movie they are all in the same universe oh very much so yeah yeah i i want to say fuck avengers fuck uh king kong versus godzilla this is the best team up in movie history is uh fucking well, Kevin Van there was Hendrick. no team there was no team up at all but, but they looked at each other and then <laughs> Kevin not a team up. <laughs> best team up ever no, I don't like when I walk down the street and I happen to make eye contact with someone I don't go home and be like I had a team up today yeah but if you made eye contact with like a major person it would be much bigger news yeah, but it's still not a team up. Well, they were in the same vicinity. I just like I just hope for like the because I mean they're bringing back all these old movies and whatnot now. Like they did Bill and Ted, Jane, Silent Bob. Do brain damage meets a uh, fucking basket case? Well, is the guy Frank Henenlotter? Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He just made a movie in like two thousand eight. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I was gonna say that's not long ago, but then I realized we're getting old, and that was very long ago. Yeah. But no, yeah, he, um, just a couple years ago, he did a convention, like, around, uh, Gettysburg. Oh, cool. Yeah. For those who don't know, we're from kind of there, that's why we bring that up. Yeah, the, it's not like we, Gettysburg's a huge area or anything. Right. Yeah, uh, start, uh, well, like, what's your, um, starting out just because whenever one of us sees it for the first time, we like to give our initial, like, what do you think? I, I really liked it. I thought it was just tongue-in-cheek enough. Some gambles i'll say that they played with it could have turned out bad but turned out great like giving that voice to elmer oh yeah the gamble but i loved it it fits so well and like really added to the creepiness of it yeah there there's also a lot of there's not a lot there's some things i couldn't stand but that's more on a moot just how to make a movie deal right side of it not the movie itself like how we talked about when the remember Veronica where like the camera stays on shots way too long yeah some scenes were just drug out for about two minutes and 30 seconds longer than they needed to be and this movie is fucking loud it was very loud I had to turn it down the constant but then the other parts were quiet I was doing one of those back and forths the whole time yeah it was kind of like one of those movies you definitely have to have the remote in your hand ready yeah yeah, that voice uh, that does Elmer, and I love Elmer's little cute face. Like, he's almost smiling all the time, and his, like, little <laughs> eyes. He sounds like a narrator from, like, a PBS children's show, well, is the voice he has. He was um, voiced by John Zacherly, who I was, saw that. like, the one of the first, if not the first, horror host ever. But you know what I mean? Like, but if you take that voice out of context and just slap it on like a Big Bird-esque character. Oh, completely. It, it sounds 100% like that. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought it was great. Um, Just little things like that. It's, I love this movie. And like you said, I know you made the comparison to like Kevin Smith, like the interconnected universes. But just the bat shittery of it and like dialogue focus and stuff like that, like really charming dialogue humor throughout it. 
really reminded me of Kevin Smith movies, which I'm a huge fan of, so I was in. Yeah, there was a lot of dialogue and a lot of really great, like, rich dialogue. Like, when yeah. the, the old man was, like, giving the, like, we'll get to it more later, but when the old man's given, like, the whole history of the Elmers. Yeah, it could have been annoying. They got it just long enough that it's funny how long it ran, but it didn't get annoying. And his deliverance is so good. Like, he's so into it, you know? Yeah. But, um, well, we start out where it's, uh, what, the old man's getting back to the apartment. Um, oh, wait, with... wait. Our title card. Oh, yeah, the Instant. title card. Instant uh, title card. Love the title card. You almost committed the biggest throbbing with horror sin. We almost skipped the title card. Well, I'm just excited to get into the movie. But, yeah, it has that, like, classic Frank Hennenlotter, like, lightning that yeah. will come back and, like, Frankenhooker and whatnot. And that just, that great red and is almost, like, against blue kind of thing. It's, like, blue yeah. and black. Very, like, 80s Ragnarok electric looking. And very, um like, 80s, like, oh, not exactly techno music, but almost, like, techno goth music. Yeah, the music's the music stood out in this to me. Yeah, it really adds a lot to it. I mean, if we're going on the podcast, my favorite music has obviously been Carpenter's Halloween, and honestly, second place was probably last week's episode. But this yeah. is up there; it's good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Then going into uh, where the uh, the yeah, the old dude comes back to the apartment, and they're talking about like he had to go all the way across town to get them, and like they're way too small, like. The, they're way overpriced and you're not exactly sure yet what he's talking about and then it's all these brains and you're still like okay and i love how the old lady's like why don't you just go to that french deli and he's like no they ask too many questions they keep laughing and making jokes which i understand if i had to do a weird like some ancient being who gives me drugs like through my spine and i have to go get brains for him i'd i'd be embarrassed if people started laughing at me too i get it yeah Oh, yeah, it's, um, well, you also, what I would just basically say is, um, like, oh, no, we're just really big fans of that. Like, we're from Europe. We're just really, yeah. big fans. this is a delicacy in Europe. Are you trying How to European of customers? us. Yes, exactly. They, when we find out it's the brains, because he brings a whole, like, butcher thing of brains back, the lady goes to get Elmer in the bathroom and screams, he's gone! I also love how she puts, like, a little piece of parsley beside the brain on the plate. Yeah, it's like the garnish. Like, yeah, you like, don't eat. She's trying to, like, be real fancy and, like, nice for him. And they are, like, frantically searching for him. Yeah, this is, they immediately, like, go to, like, tearing the bookshelf apart and, like, looking under, like, couch cushions and stuff. Like, places, like, I would look other places first than, like, behind the books. Well, you know he's, like, slimy, slippery. He likes water. Like, look in your kitchen sink, under your, like, with the pipes and stuff. That'd be my go-to. In the toilet. Yes. Do you have a fish tank? You know, something right. like that. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, still at this part of the movie, and honestly for a little bit in, I thought it was going to be one of those, oh, don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it yet, but I'm like, this is going to be a long one i'm like uh, i'll watch anything for the podcast this is gonna be a long one it didn't peak me yet yeah it wasn't but, really till elmer and brian meet that i really started getting into it which these uh, uh something i love about frank hennenlotter movies is that they do move at a pretty quick pace like we're already like uh, like just a few minutes in we got brains like this old couple losing their shit like I, a few minutes later uh we'd get brian having this all like amazing trip Oh, yeah, the trip is something else. Because I don't think it's very long into the movie when until, like, he finally appears. Because, like, the first time we see Brian, he's already, like, been attacked by Elmer. Yeah, at least that's how I took it. Or he's just sick. I don't know. Well, I see it as, like, he was almost... Unless... I don't know exactly how it would work. Maybe, like, the first, like, little shot, like, the first one into him just kind of makes you kind of ill. And then after that, the next ones make you trip, possibly. Oh, I thought he was just legitimately sick, I, but very possible. Yeah. This girl, Barbara, who is Brian's girlfriend, because after them searching for Elmer, it just cuts to Brian's apartment where he lives with his brother. She wakes up Brian, and I wrote, nice name play there, and they have <laughs> to leave soon. Yeah. Um, He's sick, and he asks his brother to go to the concert with her and said, luckiest brother in the world, free concert. Oh yeah, the the uh, Brian's brother, I think his name was Mark. 
uh, Mike. I'm not sure because I didn't get his name the entire movie. Uh, Mike is his name. Okay, I'm, I got uh, Letterbox open here. Uh, good call. Um, yeah, that yeah, Mike basically wins out for this whole time because it seems like he really likes Brian's girlfriend, and at the end he gets her. See, I didn't take it for the whole beginning. I'm like, what well, could be that? But I thought he was just very legitimately friend at the beginning, and then later it turns into that. Well, it seems like they Brian keeps ditching out on dates, and then Mike just keeps kind of picking up the slack. And then, of course, eventually, if you just keep going on dates with someone, and you're already kind of getting along. Yeah, it's, it's like those old, like, mafia mob movies, like the guy who was number two in command. Go dance with my wife! Oh, Make yeah. her have a good time! Like, something like that, while he sits there and does his business dealings. Yeah, like in, like, Pulp Fiction, where, like, John Travolta has to, like, go, like, spin, like an evening with Uma Thurman just because yeah, exactly. the, mom, the boss wants him to. It's like, okay, yeah. I think she'll be okay, but sure. <laughs> Make sure she has good time. You know, something like that. <laughs> Make sure her eyes don't go too far apart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so they go to the concert, and then we get the first, like, okay, what the hell is going on parts of this movie. Well, I also really quick want to mention, because I think, what movie was it? I think it was the I think it was Critters when we mentioned the uh, posters in the guys in the boys' room. Oh, it was Critters and Krampus. We liked the boy in Krampus's room posters. We were making fun of the Critters boys' room. This guy, this would almost be my room. He has like Kramps posters and suicide posters. I'm like, and, and Slayer. He has a raining blood poster. Yeah, he's like going like like in-depth punk bands and like slayer so i'm like okay this guy is awesome brian i would hang out with which is really funny though because later when he kind of ends up at the punk club he looks like the most out of touch guy in the world there yeah well he's also tripping balls on like super meth lsd alien juice <laughs> yeah the drug that has like let empires fall when the leaders get it so i guess yeah. that's fair he and the um they sound that I forget what that band is I uh but they sounded a lot kind of like Primus. Did you get a Primus vibe? I got like a Primus vibe with Depeche Mode vocals kind yeah. of. But yeah, so I do enjoy all of his posters as in his room. Like we're both background searchers when it comes to that kind of stuff. Especially when I like as many times as I've seen this movie. Um, now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, let's look for little things. Yeah. Um, I gotta, I gotta say, I mistakenly, I almost messed up the kill count with our next, our next scene. Oh, really? Yeah, because we see the old couple laying on the ground, foaming at the mouth. Oh, yeah, that where, um, yeah, they're basically ODing or not ODing, but they're coming, what, having withdrawals away from. Yeah, like they're getting the shakes, but yeah. super hardcore. Yeah, yeah but I'm like, oh, they're dead. Yeah, and the, uh, what's those little like tablets that um make like foam when you like put them in water and whatnot like i wonder how oh, many like so alka seltzers yeah like how many bottles of that did they go through this movie because there's a lot of foaming mouths <laughs> yeah or the mentos and coke thing i'm like yeah one of those um, but uh i love the scene where they're like i, I think it, do we cut next to where the old couple are like going from apartment to apartment no that's not next next is the brian waking up with the bloody in his bed after being sick with bloody hand, bed, and neck. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, there's a giant spot on his pillow. And this is what, when he goes to the bathroom. I think I said that wrong. And in editing, I will find out. I meant bed, hand, and neck. I think I said head, band, and neck. Yeah, I was like, uh, blood, hand, band, neck. I, was, I got what you're meant. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Which I love Elmer's reveal. Like, when Brian's finally like, I know someone's here. And, like, you hear that weird, like, gurgle sound. I guess that's the sound of him crawling, because he has those, like, suction cups on his Do you want to know a behind-the-scenes thing that I learned about that gurgly sound? Yeah. Um, one of the guys working on the movie had a problem where if he drank coffee on an empty stomach, his stomach would gurgle and rumble like crazy. <laughs> and so they ha once they learned that, they had him do that, sent him into the sound booth, and held the microphone up to his stomach, and that's the sound they used for him. Oh, that's awesome. That makes sense why it just sounds so disturbing and disgusting. Yeah, it's literally a guy's guts rumbling around. Jesus, that's awesome. But, um, you know, his indigestion worked out for the movie. Yeah, and they use it a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, when he's crawling back to the bed, like, that weird, like, hallway, like, flashbulb scene. Like, yeah. 
that's weird. And we get some more light play throughout this movie. Actually, a lot of it. Well, oh yeah, they um, it's very, it's a very bright movie in certain ways. Like it would take place at night, but there's just like neon. Um, I do have to say I love Elmer's reveal when he kind of pops up from Brian's collar and he's just like, "Hi." <laughs> It's great. And it's that, like, that was my moment. I'm like, yes, okay, I'm in. And it's like eyes twinkle. Yeah, and that voice is just so great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's perfect. There's because you know what I mean. Like when when he was writing this movie, when you're coming up with a creature like that, your go to's probably like I'm like Elmer, you know, something like that, almost like an Igor esque or something like creepy. Right. Not that, and that worked so well as a gamble that paid off. Or even like Basket Case, where like it's just like, oh, you know, it's just yeah. like screaming. Um, exactly. I have some behind the scenes thing on, or like some behind the scenes info, I guess, on that, how John Zachary got um, cast as Elmer. I would love to hear it. Uh, Frank Henenlotter is a huge fan, was a huge fan of John Zachary. Okay. Uh, growing up, he watched him like from the 50s on. And whenever he put on, basically, sent out a casting thing for a voice actor and saw John Zachary was on the list and was like, oh, I got to use Zachary, but I am not going to pay him that little bit of an amount that he's asking for. So he doubled his salary immediately. That's awesome. But it's also because Zachary's uncredited. Well, there's also a reason for that is because Zachary was part of like the Screen Actors Guild or whatever that you oh, he was in SAG. Yeah, and this was a non-union movie, so yeah. he would have gotten in trouble if they had credited him. That makes sense. Yeah, the only scene, it's strange, like, we'll go through all of our weird facts that they got a filming permit for in this entire movie was the subway scene. Oh, really? And that's, yeah. uh, this is where I um found out that little bit of info, I think, when I said it on Maniac, was I forgot I found it out watching the Joe Bob Briggs version of Brain Damage is about the subway car that's just for movies. Yeah, that's really cool. Like a whole station that will let it run back and forth and everything. Yeah. Where this is insane because this part I think I'm tripping balls because there's like the blue Kool-Aid leak, as I describe it, the blue juice on the floor, and then it turns into a flood, and then it overtakes like the entire room as he's staring at his light fixture on his ceiling that then he perceives as an eyeball, and this is one of those scenes I referenced that went on way too long. Well, it did go on for a long time, but it was so beautiful, and, like, it looked so good. I was okay with it. I, I also, started getting annoyed once it got to the eyeball part. I'm like, I, I understand. It looks like an eye. He's tripping. Yeah. I also love how, like, I've sent it in the group chat for the network last night of, like, I want to drink the blue water and brain damage. And you're like, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I wrote it in my notes. I'm like, this looks tasty. It looks, or the um juice at Elmer squirts. It looks like blue, like, Kool-Aid. It's like, that looks good. I thought, like, that blue goo ice cream you get. That's what it reminded me. I'm like, oh, that looks good. I could go for some of that right now. Yeah. Maybe I was just hungry when I watched it. I don't know. Well, I was also like, I well, I had my research beverages, so I had a few yeah. of those. So I think that also helped. Because not long after that, I went and got some popcorn. <laughs> it's the best. Side note, I got that movie theater butter now that you pour over your popcorn. Not the popcorn that says movie theater butter. I right. actually bought some of it. Best investment I ever made. Really? I have to yeah, try that. Because I it. love like super like drenched buttery popcorn. Yeah, and like in the bags that you make at home that say movie theater butter, never live up to it. No, I mean, they're, it's like there's extra yellow on the kernels. Basically. Yeah, exactly. No, I just dump this stuff on it. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. No problem. Back to um, this. Yeah, the movie we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Well, it's popcorn, <laughs> movies, it goes hand yeah. in hand. Uh, and then, like, he finds the puncture neck. I mean, the puncture mark. I can't talk today. On the back of his neck, and his bath is full, and that's where we get our Elmer review. Okay. I know it's Elmer. Look, Elmer's easier for me to say. So before anyone comes on. Yeah, I know. I'm calling him Elmer. Yeah, well, even on the back of the um, VHS, they say E-L-M-E-R. It's Elmer. They don't even get it right on that, so. Okay, good. Then I'm in good company, then. Yeah. But yeah, um, the reveal is just amazing. Um, yeah, the, and the line and then, that stuck... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was like... Uh, I'm going to be your best friend now, Brian. Your whole world has changed. <laughs> yeah, the line where I'm like, this thing is evil, because he makes like that, 
I can promise you the world thing, but you don't have to worry about anything ever again. I'm like, oh, this thing's evil. All you got to do is wish it. Make exactly. the wish. Yeah. <laughs> what do you wish for? No, wrong podcast. Maximilian <laughs> powers. <laughs> okay. Um. So this weird mouth eyedropper needle. What do I even call this thing? I don't know, but I do love the like. Frank Hennenlot are so great with showing the details of. You see the all like I don't know if they're teeth or are they just. I'm guessing they're teeth because he gnaws through skulls. They are but, teeth, and then there are also other wiggly things I was unsure of. Then maybe those are like tentacle things that grab the brain and the then suck it into his mouth. Things, yeah. But yeah, this weird needle thing that is just constantly dripping the fluid into it. And then uh, not only do you see it pierce his skin, you go inside of his skull and see it dripping onto his brain. <laughs> it is a cool camera shot. I'm, I, I'd like to see like a behind the scenes film. I mean, I know it's not his brain. I'm not stupid. Right. But like what like fake brain they had laid out and to do that and everything. That would be a cool scene to see how they Be did it. Because the brain looks extremely real. It's like yeah, it looking and wet. Yeah, it looks like those hospital cameras that they stick up people and everything and that you see with the light. So it was neat looking. Well, I don't know. Maybe uh, the actor who played Brian was just really into the role and was like, go for it. Inject uh, Windex into my brain. <laughs> he went full method actor on this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what's her name? I had it earlier and now I lost it. Oh, the uh, girlfriend? The girlfriend. Was Barbara. it Barbara? Okay. Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so barbara and brother's name that you knew come back mike but he mike thank you i'm usually on top of this As it, usually <laughs> it's the other way around i don't know the names and you do <laughs> yeah they come back and brian's gone and barbara's first thought is that he's seeing somebody but yeah where they're like, well, maybe he went out for a bite to eat. And she's like, yeah, maybe. And then they cuts to him, like, discovering a junkyard as the greatest thing in the world. Oh, my God. Before they revealed his vision of the junkyard, like, where we just see the the actor looking at the junkyard and the excitement on his face. I'm like, this is top level shit right here. This oh, is yeah. amazing. This is great chewing the scenery acting where he's like, woo, woo, this is fucking great. Woo. Oh, he's jumping he's up like and down. Jumping and pumping his fists and smack. He's so excited. And of course, this alerts the security guard in this junkyard, which I have to say, this guy takes his job fucking seriously. I'm so glad that you thought that too, because one, how crisp and clean his uniform is. That's just the beginning. He looks like he should be working security at the White House. He like, looks like a police officer. Like, yeah, like, I thought he was at first. I'm like, yeah. why is he just sitting in a junkyard? Yeah, he's like, and you're a security, an overnight security guard at a junkyard. What are you making in the 80s? $2? <laughs> I just know some people who do security jobs. He's armed security, which yeah. is higher level for the junkyard. Instead of just calling the cops, hey, we got some kids in here again. No. Yeah. He's like instantly set to kill. It's not even like a hey, what are you doing here? First, he's like straight up Rambo creeping around all these cars and everything. It, it what what's the worst anyone's gonna do in here? Steal a hubcap? Like uh, take a nap in a car? You better go shoot him. Go get him, Robocop. <laughs> exactly. If if he did shoot him, he's probably going to jail. Yeah, the owners of the junkyard are gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? Where, who gave you a gun? Who gave this guy a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the sign! No, you see, like right above his little post, there's a no firearm sign. He just yeah. brought it himself. <laughs> he's, he's trying to get employee of the month. It's a, it's like he's so extremely wants. To, it's what was uh, was it dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. So he's like, I want to be Secret Service. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's doing a good job, but um, yeah. So he's out there. Brian's just seeing the light show in the junkyard, which is actually pretty cool looking. And the guard finally draws the gun on Brian. Hey, you stop as I'm laid down on the car. Hands behind his back like he's going to cuff him. But I guess the budget did not call for handcuffs because <laughs> not only did he not cuff him, I noticed he had no handcuffs on his uniform, like on his belt. So he puts them down, puts his hand behind his back like he's going to cuff him. But no cuffing was to take place. They're like, and who has the cuffs? And no one remembered the cuffs. Fuck. God damn it. They look at the prop guy. You had one job. 
It's not even the problem. It's a guy with a, a badge on shirt that says handcuff guy, and he forgot. He was so excited. He's like, oh, I have these ones, but it's like the pink fuzzy ones. <laughs> That's what he brought. Yeah, he's like, you didn't specify. No one specified. <laughs> but anyway, he's got him, like, not cuffed, pinned down, and Elmer just jumps onto him, bites his head, and burrows in. Yeah, and I love how, um, uh, like, yeah, he's like, and this is another one of those scenes. Every, like, Elmer eating brain scene goes on for a split second too long. But I love it, so I don't care. Yeah, you know, they all do, but they didn't bother me so long as some of the other ones. Because at least there's something going on in them. You right. know, and like I said, I love this movie, but I, I tear everything down a little bit because that's my job. Um, like, staring at the eyeball, that one went on too long for me. Like, I get it. It looks like that. But this one, yeah, I know it went on too long, but I was fine with it. Well, and it's a, it's uh, definitely, I love the horror movies that show, like, there's some horror movies where it's like, okay, it's better not to show the thing. But yeah, and it works them, out a lot of times on those occasions. It's honestly better. Like, but for this kind of use movie. use the example a thousand times. We know what we're going to say. Yeah. So, yeah, Friday the 13th Part 1, I think it's better that a lot of those you don't see it. Right. Yeah, but, or like a Friday the 13th Part 2 where, like, I just got the, um, that Shout Factory box set that's 110 fucking dollars. Oh, yeah, I saw you got that. That looks beautiful. And I immediately popped in uh, Part 2 to watch the deleted scenes or, like, the extended scenes. And it's really cool to see new footage you've never seen before, but it doesn't add anything to the scene and actually kind of makes it goofy. Oh, uh, so they made the right call. It's definitely one of those things of like, oh, I'm so glad I get to see this cut footage, but they made the right call on those cuts. Yeah. So this had no such problem. We are showing everything. Oh, yeah. And I love how um, uh, Brian's like, uh, what's going on? Is he okay? And Elmer's like, huh, not bad. A little underdone. I know. How is a brain done or underdone? It's raw. Well, I don't know. I wonder if that uh, the um, old couple have been maybe like cooking them for him. Oh, maybe. Possibly? I don't know. Yeah, and he juices Brian again. Brian asks, hey, can you juice me again? And that's where we get the term juiced, because that's how he refers to it. Yeah. Yeah, not until, like, late in the movie does he refer to, like, getting high. Yeah. So, like, there's obviously a bit of a time jump here. Like, I'm assuming it's maybe two or three days to right. our next part. Is that what you got? I mean, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, because he's had time to install locks and go completely crazy. Oh, yeah, and he's bought, like, 50 buckets. Yes, he just has buckets all over the house. Because Barbara comes over because uh, her and Brian are going to have a date. And Mike's talking to her about how much he's changed and showing her all the locks he's installed on everything. And then we see Brian <laughs> and Elmer playing in the bathtub, and it's great. They're having bath time. It's so, like, it's, like, almost so innocent. They're like, it's like they're, a little kid played with a rubber duck. That's what they, it's like. They are literally splash splashing each other. <laughs> he has a bubble bath too, which makes it even better. Might have been, might have well been like, let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> he just smacking the water like he goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> and I was just shooting juice all over him, which I guess is like. A question that, that came up to me this time watching it was, I guess you can't just drink the juice. I guess it has to be injected right into your brain. I'm assuming because that's the way it's done. Yeah, because I wonder if it's even like one of those, like, imagine if Elmer was real and like fucking the drug cartel got him. They'd be like mass marketing this shit. And it would be in like bodegas. <laughs> oh, there'd be lines up outside of arenas to come meet Elmer and get a hit. Yeah. Oh, God, he would be a... Elmer would be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, he'd also probably be dried out, I imagine. That takes a bit to charge up. Like that South Park episode where they find the COVID cure. Oh, yeah, and it's Randy. Yeah, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that too much last episode. Exactly. <laughs> um, the, um, she's like, Brian, we had a date, remember? Like, oh, yeah, I'll be right back, right out. And then I'm surprised they actually do go on the date. He's dressed well, but He's acting very, like, flighty and, I don't know the word, but, like, irrational a bit. Like, she knows something's up. He's very much acting like something's up. Yeah, he's not acting himself at all. Where he's like, I can taste color, and I can feel sound, and I can touch a wall and see a rainbow. And she's like, you're on drugs. <laughs> yeah, like, nothing that simple. Like, he, his mind has a advanced past the need for such things. Like, you know. 
one of those like my third eye is open type hippies. Yeah. And then like they bring out the food and it's spaghetti with meatballs and the meatballs are just pulsing but they're brains. And every time you look down another meatball has become a brain. Yeah, they remind me of like the brains like in the later Phantasm movies when they open up the balls and you see the tiny little brains. That's yeah. What they, that's what they reminded me of. Which is funny. I don't think your brain pulses. No, like probably not. Unless you I, have a headache. I imagine that's a severe medical condition if your brain is pulsing. Oh, well, those, the head, the, um, Advil commercials show your brain pulsing, so. I don't think it's your actual brain, though. I think it's, like, the veins around and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like if your brain's (laughs) pulsing, you're in trouble. Yeah, that's gonna be bad. Yes. Um, but he freaks out, and he runs out, and that's the end of the date. And Yeah, this is when he goes to the punk club, right? Yeah, he gets juiced out in an alleyway. He's all sweaty and looking like he's tweaking, and Elmer juices him. There's and then he sad, looks up. It's like one of it's honestly one of the saddest moments where there's that bum sitting there on like the steps and he's just sobbing to himself and you see him like look at his bottle of like liquor and take a drink and then just start sobbing even more. It's like, man. Dude, I wanna say like I was almost like, is this movie government funded in the eighties as an anti drug PSA for a while? Oh yeah. Well like, this is um well I think what this is eighty eight, so like Crack and heroin, especially in, like, New York City, was, like, terrible, you know. And this is, like, prime Ronald and Nancy Reagan just say no era and everything. I know it's a little after, but, like, that had already been established. Yeah. Like, I'm like, is that what's going on here? Like, is this an anti-drug PSA? Like, but they won't, like, everything back then, they won't use the names of real drugs. So, like, he's on alien juice? (laughs) Yeah. He's on alien Kool-Aid. But, yeah, like, and then I read another little thing I learned is he, um, Frank Henlotter wrote this about him getting off of cocaine. And I'm like, oh, it makes oh, sense. Okay. It do- it makes sense Frank Henlotter did coke at some point. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the, the theme really does come into the point that I was even wondering that. So, it worked, it, it worked out the way I'm assuming he expected it to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you see an alien uh, slug, no matter how charming his voice is and how cute his little eyes are... Don't get close to him. Just say no. Um. So he gets juiced in the alleyway, and he goes into this bar, and the bar is the best name for an establishment ever. It's just called Hell. Yeah, Hell. So <laughs> there's the one lady that I think her name is just like something from Hell. Oh, girl from Hell. Girl, is, yeah, yeah. Which, as I looked at IMDb before, like I started the movie, I'm like, oh, we're going to Hell in this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Once I saw the bar, I'm like, oh, we're not going to hell. Oh, it's a hell bar. <laughs> yeah, I got excited. But it is a pretty awesome, like, punk club, it seems. Yeah, and just a little tie it back to our Veronica episode in a slight way. This is definitely post-Misfits, because I spotted a guy with a devil lock in there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> He's in there in his suit from his date. He's... Spiked out of his mind, and he's laying on the PA speaker, the monitor, just with his head directly on it, just loving it. The biggest smile on his face. He's like rubbing the monitor. <laughs> yeah, his blood. And those things are loud because yeah. <laughs> it's for the whole club, and he is right on it. Like you ever go to a concert and you end up right in front of that, and your oh. ears ring so much worse. It almost ruins the concert because you can't really because en- you can't really hear. The music is so loud, you can't really hear it. It's just You get that TV static sound once in a while in your ear, and you're like, oh no. Yeah. Well, I love the blonde from hell looks over and sees him and kind of shakes her head, and then is immediately like, okay, I'll go have sex with this guy. The best-looking girl in this bar somehow sees this guy. Yeah, (laughs) she has, like, this, like, leather tube top on. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, that one. Yeah, him. The one that's completely out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. As you, they go up, they start dancing, and they end up making their way back out towards the alley. This movie has a lot of, like, misdirections. Like, because they're in line for the bathroom. And we spend not a lot of time, but maybe 30 seconds on it, of these other three girls pounding on the bathroom door. Hey, let us in there, let us in there. So I'm like, well, they're already in there. But no camera cuts and shows them also standing there. And the people come out and those girls go in for no real reason. There's a lot of weird misdirects and the biggest culprit we'll get to later at that hotel. But there's just random things that make no sense thrown in it. 
see, and um, I I enjoy that in this kind of movie though, because it it's almost just uh universe building. Of just, yeah, I'm uh, not complaining about it, but like it's something to take note of. Like it's oh yeah, it's definitely there. I also love when the girls come out of the bathroom and the other one go, the other ones go in. The ones coming out are rubbing their nose so frantically. It's like they're obviously doing coke in there. Yeah, it very much like yes, we understand. They were doing cocaine. They're basically sawing their noses off coming yeah, out. They're licking their mirrors. It's like, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they dip into it. It almost looks like a boiler room type thing. I thought it was an alleyway. No, because it's like a keep out sign on a door. And then like they go past like a giant boiler. So it's I think it's just another part of this building. I will say I work in a bo- on boilers, like giant industrial sized ones, bigger than houses. But that doesn't look like a boiler room. Well, no, it's a giant tank was in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't intend it to be one. It very well may have been, but it does not look very accurate. Yeah. Well, I also he would, how, um... he would need some hearing protection. Very OSHA would be all over that shit. Oh, yeah. Well, this is also 1980s New York. Oh, true. They didn't give a shit. I, lo- I love these movies like in the 70s and 80s that take place in New York City and they're just feel so dirty. And it's oh, yeah. like the underbelly of New York, like Taxi Drive, any of those kind of movies I'm going to go like nuts over. Yeah, they're always great. Um, So they go out and they start making out against the wall and she reaches down by his crotch and I want to hate this line, but, but I loved it. <laughs> um, feels like you have a monster in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he does have a monster, we know. Yeah. And then we get the Elmer blowjob brain-eating scene. Yeah, so she unzips his pants and is down there, and instead of his member coming out, I guess you could say, Elmer comes out and jumps into her mouth, which this scene was cut from the theatrical run and the original re- home video release. Yeah, it just... um recently i think got re-added to it luckily because it's 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 hilarious oh yeah it's funny scene and it also like but then i guess did they cut out the scene then later i wonder in those versions where he finds blood in his underwear because that keeps coming up well i don't think they would have to cut that because they could show them walking out back cut to that because and it makes even more sense because elmer explains it like what happened so that's probably for the audience, like, because you didn't right. see it. Okay. So no, that was probably there. Um, Yeah, and eats her brains out through her mouth. So, like, obviously his little burrowy things. Yeah, Like you said, that's what they must be for. Yeah, and when he retracts back into, like, Brian's pants, he still has, like, brains with him to eat more. And the brains go, like, slurping into his pants. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's disgusting. Kind of hot, but disgusting. Um... I read that uh, Elmer was made to look intentionally phallic-looking for this moment. Okay. Well, I mean, so, he, they definitely... <laughs> they were right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, th- they wake up and... Wait, no, where are we at? I lost well, no, everything. Oh, wait, then, can we talk about the X-Files music? To the, the blowjob that keeps coming up? That's yeah. the only way I can describe it, is X-Files music. Oh, yeah, I love the music. And the music choices are really weird in this movie. A lot of them are very, like, upbeat music. Yeah. It, it honestly just reminded me of the Truth is Out There X-Files theme the whole time. <laughs> to the point yeah. I thought it was for a minute. I'm like, is this the fucking X-Files? The and Truth the is Real is was slightly hands. different. Yeah. <laughs> so um then he changes his underwear what happened last night elmer explains it so here's where i had to erase two kills off my kill count because the neighbor finds brian in the back alley after he changed his pants and <laughs> took his bloody under not changed his pants just took his bloody underwear off um the neighbors who used to have him find him back there and they tell him the elmer backstory yeah, which I love this whole like line, this whole thing of dialogue from like they like start them like back in the Crusades and like the 1400s or something, and they go to like present day. Well, that's uh, honestly with a lot of things in fantasy, like not even just horror, just any type of like sci-fi fantasy. If there's like a MacGuffin that's been used, hell, even going back to the Pick of Destiny with Tenacious D, yeah. they'll do these things like talking about how. It, was lived through the centuries and people of prominence have come to possess it things like that well it also makes elmer feel much more grand than like he's just some space alien slug that lights brains 
It's like, well, no, I mean, he's been here for centuries. Yeah. And so Brian's not giving up Elmer, though. He needs that sweet juice. Well, and he I also have a the question. Oh, go, um, go on, go on. I guess this, like, old couple are just extreme drug addicts and then found out about Elmer as, like, the ultimate hit and went after him? Because why would you track him down? Well, Knowing what I he does. I don't believe the bad side of Elmer stuff comes out because you hear all these prominent figures you have and you might think Elmer's, like, a key to power and then you realize, no, it's just the drugs that they love so much. Okay. So that maybe he's like, if I get Elmer, then we'll become, like, super powerful and rich or something and they're like oh wait a minute he just gets you really high well it's already too late now yeah but they were like keeping him weak by feeding him animal brains um but the neighbor like tries to grab it's like he's on you and brian shoves him down and the neighbor's overacting with the he's mine 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 i love I also love his makeup, and as, like, the old couple throughout the movie, like, they just look like they're deteriorating more and more. Yeah, to the point that the final time we see them, they look near deadite. They, yeah, they look like zombies. Yeah, I legit, I'm like, is, is this the lady from Ash vs. Evil Dead's pilot yeah. for a minute? I thought yeah. that's what was going on. <laughs> so, he goes back in, and he's packing to leave, and his brother's like, where are you going? He's like, me and Elmer have to go. Brother doesn't know who Elmer is, obviously. I love the brothers, yeah. like, don't forget your buckets. Yeah, <laughs> he's had enough of Brian's shit. And oh, then that... they go to, um, it looks like uh, Frank Zito's apartment, basically. Well, the outside looks promising. It's called the Sunshine Hotel. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. And then we see this thing. It looks like a prison cell. Yeah, it's like a one sink, well, like a sink, and then like a bed, and it looks like it was, what, like six by six, like a six by six room. <laughs> yeah, to the point there's not even a bathroom in it, which we will talk about later. But yeah, the sink with the hot water knob missing, which is where he puts Elmer, and he's in the bed, and a radiator. That's pretty much the room. Yeah. Um, And he, this is where he's going to do his, I'm getting sober. He gets answers from Elmer. He's like, I'm not giving you brains no more. And... Elmer says, I don't get a brain, you don't get my juice, and it's on from there. Well, I also love when um, it's something Brian's like, you can't eat brains anymore. He's like, we need to stop doing this. And Elmer's like, stop doing what? He's like, killing people. He's like, oh, I thought you meant getting high. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, like I said, very metaphorical in some parts, which sounds weird to say about a movie like this. But... Yeah, so they're sitting there. He's obviously going through all your typical withdrawals, the pukes, everything like that. And yeah, he's Elmer's puking. just being sick. He's sweating like brown. Well, I thought that was puke on a shirt because we see him puke like, a lot. You see it like on the back of his like shirt too, where it looks like he's just sweating. Like th- his sweat is brown now. It's like it's like brown viscous sweat. Yeah, and the entire time, uh, Elmer's like, "Oh, come on, Brian, let's go down and get some hookers." Yeah, I heard right. Elmer wants to get hookers and eat them. There's this part where I was really confused because Elmer, that's right after he says he wants hookers, Brian pulls his bloody chunk out of his ear and then continues yeah. to pull this bloody chunky rope from his ear. And, and I'm a, we're told that's because Elmer goes, looks like you don't have any brains. And then blood just gushes from his ear at like a fire hydrant level. Yeah, and this is another one of those. This is another one of those scenes where there the, he screams for what feels like ten minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, dude, the lungs on this dude are insane. And I believe this is his um first acting role. His name it was, was it was first. his debut. Yeah, he hasn't had like a huge career, but he's done a lot of TV acting. I saw after like up till not fairly long ago, so he's still active. Yeah, look, I think he ended up uh, going into like the soap opera realm. I saw him, like, on a lot of, like, I don't know if it's this, but, like, those True Bloods or Vampire Diaries or one of those kind of things. He ended up on one of those for an episode yeah. or two. Um, but, yeah, so he deci- he gives in. I can't do it anymore because Elmer's singing in the sink, oh, yeah. and that's where he caves. And, yeah, Elmer's tune is just so great. Did you know that was a number one hit in the 40s? No, but it did remind me of, like, a Sinatra, like, old crooner type, so it doesn't surprise me. And uh, because I watched the Joe Bob version of this, so I got like some cool little tidbits from Joe Bob. But um, a coroner is the one that wrote Elmer's tune back in the 20s. Oh, that's cool. 
And everyone always speculates if the reason that Frank Hennenlauter named Elmer Elmer is so he could use this song. Was it by someone named Elmer? Well, no, because it's called Elmer's Tune. Oh, that's, that's okay. the song's name, yeah. And, oh, like, Ackerley also was really into it because he um, sung a bunch back, like, throughout his whole career. Like, that if makes... you go onto, a, like, YouTube and type in John Zackerley, like, there's, like, an hour and a half or so, like, documentary of sorts where, like, you see his, like, little, like, skits between the movies. There's, like, a bunch of those, like, back to back to back. So, I That's would cool. definitely highly recommend. If you enjoy Elmer's voice, just go back and even just listen to it because it's just really entertaining. I might check that out when we're done if I got some time after. But anyway, he's like, I'll give you your juice after you get me a brain. So now he's desperate because he's waited this long, so he really needs that juice. And yeah. this is another one of those misdirects here. Because he's in the hallway and he hides. He's trying to get in the doors of all these people. I guess he's just going to attack someone. But they're all locked. And I'm surprised the hotel has locks. But yeah. he hears these voices coming and he hides behind the corner. And it's this big Russian biker man and this little guy with him talking about nukes. Yeah, and they're we're gonna they're gonna take us out, and I'm gonna go out on top of her going. And he like slams the door open like, and I'm like, every country, America, Europe, England, they all have the nukes. I'm like, what is this now? I'm guessing they're gonna go fuck. <laughs> I couldn't tell. That thought did cross my mind. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing is because uh they uh the other guy kind of seems it kind of into it and other at least for the fact of oh big muscly man you know yeah speaking of big muscly man like i said that was a misdirect they don't get them and then they he goes into the shower and so this hotel was so bad they have giant public showers and bathrooms they're not even in your room and uh did you recognize that actor no should i have he's the pimp from uh frankenhooker oh no shit that's cool yeah, where he's like, where's my money? Come on, give me my money. And Frankenhooker, that's him. <laughs> oh, that makes more... See, I caught the other reference later. I didn't catch that. Good good pick. Yeah, which that guy is fucking huge. You want to talk about yeah. muscles? Holy shit, dude. You know, I've been a pro wrestling fan my whole life. He's fucking, like, wrestler build. Like, old school kind. Like, holy shit. Like, it's really surprising that he's not a wrestler. Yeah. Is that big? But, like... He turns around and he seems to be not that phased that Brian is in there staring at him. He's just like, are you okay, buddy? Well, I also, if I was as big as that guy was as well, and like Brian's real scrawny and like skinny. I would and especially be... right now, he's like withdrawal skinny and scrawny like and frail and everything. Oh yeah, he's basically shaking. So if, yeah. being, if I was that giant muscly shower guy, I would not be afraid of him at all. I've been like... If you come close to me, I can snap you. <laughs> That's a good point. I have not been able to put myself in the frame of mind of someone that size. Whereas, like, Brian, uh, he doesn't know Brian has Elmer, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't go, that's a misdirect, because he lets him down like he's going for him, though. And he slithers across the floor, because it's wet, and the guy leaves, and Brian's like, oh, what the fuck? Elmer didn't get him. Well, I'm trying to... like he's like calling for Elmer like a dog. He's like Elmer, Elmer. He does the Elmer. Come here, buddy. My dog. <laughs> my my dog heard me doing the clap and the excited voice. He turned around oh, and no. looked at me. <laughs> um, but he he doesn't go after him. Instead, he goes after this guy that's in the bathroom. Again, public bathrooms, not just showers. And he gets him, and the blood squirt from this goes on, like we said, forever. But it's just like a spinny fountain of blood shooting up from there. It looks like, you know, it looks like he has, like, a ketchup bottle filled with blood, and he's just sitting in the stall, just, like, swinging it around. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. Like, the old-school ketchup bottles you'd have at restaurants, back when they could leave condiments and stuff on tables and people went to restaurants. Yeah. But, um, like, the kind that you just unscrew the top and dump your industrial-sized ketchup in there, like, that kind, how it was spraying out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that takes forever, but it's another bite him on the forehead type deal. Yeah, he goes and, through his head for that one, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much that kill, and so I'm assuming he gets juiced after that. And we cut back to the apartment, and the brother's starting to put moves on Barbara. It works. They're making out and then fucking on the bed. 
And where is Brian at this point? Well, I think Brian is back in his room in the apartment. Okay, that was my question, because that's what it seemed like to me, too. Okay. Well, yeah, because he was staring back up at the uh, light that looks like an uh, eyeball. Okay, yeah, see, that, it, I'm like, I think it's there, but why didn't they notice he was there? Or did yeah. he get back when they weren't there and just had himself in his room? I don't know. Or he's just so far gone, he doesn't care. <laughs> well, it's like he hears it, and like is you can tell he knows what's going on, at least it seems like it. And then he has what I call the hyperspace juice trip. <laughs> he sees the stars as like a ship kicking it into hyperdrive. Yeah. And he's flying through space in his mind. And he sees his brother and Barbara having sex. But his brother has these weird like lily pads all over him. I don't know. Well, isn't it um isn't it Brian and his brother are having sex with Barbara? No, Brian's not. He's there and he's naked and he's touching, but nothing yeah. else. Okay. And, but, like, his brother ha- looks like he has, like, these, like, lily pads all over his stomach, like, nasty look. I don't know what the well, fuck it's, it is. Um, they, it's the same things. That, it's like the suction cups Elmer has. Oh, okay. And then... No, I thought they were making a brother sandwich with Barbara. Maybe. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. But he gets on Barbara and eats her brains out, and it's obviously a dream sequence, because then he wakes up in, back in his room. Yeah, and this is where he goes and warns him, right? Where he's, like, standing in the doorway, and... Yeah, he like, walks oh. over... And the sex was real, obviously, because they're both yeah. laying there naked. He's not even mad about it, though. He's like, you need to be gone when I get back. He's hungry. I love they're like, Brian, it's not what it looks like. And then Mike was basically like, what did you expect, man? <laughs> yeah, but Brian is completely unfazed by it. He doesn't like, care at all. He's just like, I don't want him to get you to. A brain's a brain. Yeah. And so he goes to the subway, but Barbara follows him and gets on the same train as him. And this is our basket case, Easter. I can't even call it an Easter egg because it's on it for so long. Oh, it's, it's not like a blink and you miss it thing. It's so great where like you see Brian go into the subway car and then Barbara sits down beside him and they like talk for like a second. And well, she talks to him for like a second. And then I love when like he opens his mouth. Now Elmer's inside of his mouth, like trying to get her. <laughs> yeah, he's a little CGI cartoony. I kind of like practical Elmer a little better than mouth Elmer. Yeah. Um, and then you see people getting on to the subway car, and then you see Kevin Van Hindenrick sit down with the basket, and I'm just like, I remember the first time Pad-lock I saw this. Padlock and all, padlock and all on the basket. Oh, uh, nail on the head, like, this is 100% him. They even zoom on the basket, not just him. And the, they do it, like, a couple times. <laughs> yeah, it's like, did you catch it? I The very first time I saw brain damage i had seen basket case a few years before and loved that so when i saw him walk on and sit down that's why i was saying earlier it's like my favorite like it's not a crossover but my favorite thing like this in this movie because i was like holy fucking no, shit no it is a crossover it's not a team up that's right it's a crossover not a team up but um i was like holy fucking shit that's so cool i did yeah. not expect that <laughs> Um, so, but I also real quick, I want to say like I love how they're like looking at each other, and they they're like both trying to almost freak each other out, and then like Brian like adjusts his neck and it like looks kind of weird, and then like Kevin Van Hendenrick gets like all freaked out and runs away. <laughs> yeah, he's like this so, guy's even too like nutso for me. Yeah, that this was him saying this is the bigger movie. Pretty much, he settled it like yeah. the scarier of the two, and then. He's talking to Barbara, and they end up, like, kissing, but it's just Elmer going in for the brain. And, again, this is an awkward, even if it's not Elmer going for the brain, too long of a kiss to be holding on the subway. When I love the one lady, is definitely, like, us in the audience, where, like, she kind of keeps looking over, and then she, like, rolls her eyes. She's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And then, like... It it obviously kills Barbara. She just lays there. He closes her eyes and then leaves. Yeah, there's just a dead body now on the subway, but I guess that's not that out of place for New York City. <laughs> yeah, especially the way movies portrayed it back in the day. Like, I'm surprised the old lady didn't go over and start, like, rummaging through her pockets. <laughs> <laughs> he gets back to the apartment, and he's about to go in, and the old couple outside hold him at gunpoint. To take back Elmer. Yeah, um, yeah, she's like frisking him all over, and then she finally gets him, and she's like, "Oh, Elmer, Elmer, she's like, so I miss excited, you so much." And then brain. Yeah, 
I didn't, and it jumps on her her head, like, doing his burrow. He's not very quick with the kill. No, Elmer needs some time to chew through, like, skull and whatnot. Yeah, but it's on her forever. The husband goes after her, and Elmer obviously attacks him. The gun rolls out. Brian gets the gun. Am I getting this correct? Because this end yeah. was kind of fuzzy for me. Yeah, and this then, is right. And, but the old guy chokes... You think he's dead. Elmer goes back to Brian, is in the middle of juicing him, so he doesn't quite complete it, and the old guy grabs Elmer and, like, strangles him to death. Yeah, he, like, squeezes him, and, like, all of the juice in Elmer shoots into Brian's brain. Yeah. So then Elmer dies, old guy dies, Brian no, goes I back, oh, I don't know exactly if Elmer dies because he's still kind of wiggling the last time we see him. There could I'll say be I didn't sequel. count him in the kill count. I am not positive on that. I'm just saying in general, I think right. he did, but I'm not positive. It looks like he did, but this is me holding out hope for a sequel. I think there was a sequel. No, there's no, no, there's not a brain damage too. Are you sure? No, there's basket case one, two, and three. Oh, okay. That's what I'm getting mixed up on. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't count him as it cause I wasn't positive either. But yeah, the old guy is definitely dead. Oh, yeah. Brian, because of the juicing getting botched in the middle of it, has a big lump that has grown on his head now. Um, yeah, it almost then... looks like, you know um, when you go to Dairy Queen and you would get those like cones that were dipped in chocolate? Oh, this it is so like good. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah th this big brain bubble he's got going on. Yeah. He goes back to the apartment, the brother lets him in, the brain bubble has doubled in size... Um, the cops show up because of the gunfire outside and everything, and there's just a light show going on in the room. They break in. Oh, and you hear the gunshot like he shot himself, and there's right. a light show going on in the room. They break in. It's just Brian standing there like with a... It doesn't look like a gunshot wound. It looked like someone just take took a piece of his head out with light shining through it, and that's it. Credits. Yeah, and, and Mike's like, Brian! And there's like electric coming out of his skull, and Brian's still alive. But he's just, I don't know if, like, he could possibly still be alive. Did he relieve the pressure from his brain? If he hadn't done that, would his head have exploded? Or, I'm guessing he dies. I will say, I am getting a bit tired of these unsure endings. Well, that's why I kind of like the um kind of little bit open-ended ending of this, because it still lets you kind of look and be like, oh, I wonder, is Elmer dead? Is Brian dead? What actually is any of this? <laughs> Like I said, I like them sometimes. I feel like we've just hit too many in a row. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a lot of horror movies, it seems, is it's so <laughs> great, and then they almost don't know how to end it. Yeah, because you make an unkillable presence, then you have to find a way to kill it. Right. And then, credits, the end. That was brain damage, and it was awesome. I love brain damage so much. Yeah, it was a really fun movie. I enjoyed it a lot. This is one of the, I probably like, I probably watch this movie like three times a year. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't like, say I've, I do. I've seen it probably more than ten times. I love it so much. I can't even fault you for that one. When you told me how many times you watched Veronica and Slumber Party, I can very much fault you this one. I can't. <laughs> yeah, no, this is just, this is a great movie. I love sitting down and having, like, a few drinks and just kind of settling in for the night and having this be, like, the movie I end on. That's not a bad call. So, uh, do you want to hear a kill count? Yes, where are we at? Where were we, or where are we at now? <laughs> okay, so I'll give my little speech I give every week. If you're a first-time listener, one, thank you. To the Throbbing with Horror Kill Count totals all the movies we've seen, the kill counts in all of them. Last week, we did It Follows, and we ended at 257 kills since this podcast has been rolling. Where do you think we ended up? There was a decent... I mean, there, there was definitely a few... There's some good kills in this. I'm going to say... I always get this wrong. Um, well, it's a hard thing. Eventually, I know you're going to start paying attention to it, and then I won't have fun with this game anymore. Yeah. So we're at, what, 257? Yeah. I'm going to say 263. Final answer? Yeah. Holy shit! Did I get it? 263. Yes. Right when you said, I never get this right, is when you got it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yep, 263 kills. So what, there was a... Uh six in this one yep nice okay it's it, this one definitely it, well it almost was like um i remember critters i way overshot it because it for some reason it felt like there were more kills but like you said in that one they were just getting injured yeah but this one 
their brains are getting eaten, so there's really no injury to it. I'm going to send you like a blue ribbon or a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> with today's date on it in the kill count. I'll put it on my desk of all my horror stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, every week I like, like Greg has his kill count. I do the rating for what I believe. And I like to do like something from the movie and not just star rating because that's boring. So I try to pick a thing from each movie and rate it that many things. And I think it's pretty fitting for this one to do brains. Very true. Little pulsing brains. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say one pulsing brain, never watched the movie, like it sucks. Ten is this movie is perfect. I'm going to give this movie eight and a half pulsing brains. I'm pretty close with you. The Greg rating is eight pulsing brains. Nice. So yeah, th- this is a solid pick all around. We we both enjoyed this one. It's a it's a near perfect movie for me. Yeah, I think I I was looking through the list and I think I know where my first perfect score is going to hit. So I that's all I'll say. Uh, mine's coming up, I think, in just a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. So we also let you know what we're doing next week in case you want to watch along with us and know what we're doing. I am very excited for next week's. Oh, yeah. Next week's I saw in theaters. I had to drive an hour and a half out of my way to see it in theaters. And it was me and only one other guy in there. (laughs) And that is Tusk. Yeah, which honestly has kind of become legend in itself, not even just amongst like Kevin Smith fans. I meet a lot of people who couldn't tell you who he is who know this movie now. Oh, yeah. People that were like, wait a minute, that's a Kevin Smith movie? Like, yeah, like it because just the fucked upness of it all has kind of become its own thing, which I think yeah. is what the goal was. So it's definitely uh, moved into legendary status, I would say. Yeah, so I did also check in case you guys are wondering where you can stream this. The bad news is not many. I have a copy of it. Do you? Yeah, I have a copy of it. Okay, um, but anyone who wants to stream it who doesn't, you're probably going to be renting it off Prime, or unless you have Showtime with anything. So, like, if you have Showtime with your Prime or whatever like that, it is streaming on there. So, that's your options. You're either going to have to rent it, or if you've seen it, just listen, or if you have that. Yeah, and it even looks like you could even buy it off of Amazon for $5.99. Exactly. It's not much. Also, this is another one of those movies of go to, like, your local, like, video store, and this movie will probably be $5. Yes. Like, go to Walmart, I bet you this is a $5 movie. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to find it. But, uh, yeah, next week is Tusk, and I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that'll um, be a good one. Anything new with your week, man? Uh, no, not too much. I've been kind of crazy busy, but working on everything, trying to get all these shows out. Uh, It's my long week at work. I have one of those terrible ones every month where it's the entire week and switching yeah. shifts and everything. But that's, we're on the second half of that, so just hanging out at home watching movies for this you know playing games reading comics my usual stuff you i saw you posted a couple tiktoks now i did i'm trying to be a cool young person because i'm realizing my own mortality and how much i'm aging and i'm trying to stop it so i've always had one because i just scroll through it and you send me funny ones but i finally started posting on it so yeah well i have a as a young person myself greg i have some pointers for you for your videos Okay. You need to say YOLO more and swag. I don't think those are in at all anymore. I think those died with us. You have to be like swag, 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 swag. Like say it like six times. I think that's when we were in high school, people were doing that. I don't think that's the thing anymore. That's still not the thing? No, I don't think so. Do they still know I'm on a boat? Or is that old too? That's old too. Lonely Island is not in favor anymore. Um, this week has been huge for me for getting horror shit. Um, oh yeah, let's talk about this because you made out big time. Oh. You were, well, here's the fun thing, people. I don't live by a Target. Brett does. So when Brett goes to Target, I have Brett send me pictures of the NECA figures, the horror and the TMNT stuff they have. So that way, I will just PayPal Brett money if I need him to pick something up for me because I don't have one. Right. So I always enjoy Brett's Target trips. But Brett made out big time this week. Yeah, this last Target trip I took, there for the longest time, Target's NECA aisle has been shit. They finally revamped it. There's all kinds of great new figures. They had like a couple cool like new Gremlin NECAs. They had um, uh, 
the some cool Back to the Future ones. Um, like I saw a Pinhead one, but the one I got is the Halloween Three Season of the Witch, uh, three pack of action figures of the Pumpkin Skull and Witch Kids. That's awesome. That was the one that stood out to me. Like, oh, that one rules. You're like, yeah, I'm not gonna get it. You get it. Oh my god, picture. I got it. Yeah, I was like immediately like, I no, nah, I can't get this. It's really cool and I really want it. But yeah, there's no way. Cut to Liz is like, you're buying it because I know how bad you want it. Because I went and got her to show it to her, and she's yeah, like, like, look at this thing. And she's like, well, get it. And I'm like, no, 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 it's too much. Yeah, cut to, yeah, it's setting right beside me right now. Yeah, that thing's awesome. You you box it or do you unbox it? Oh no, I kept it in the box. The box oh. is too pretty. I'm an unboxer guy myself, but I understand. I've uh, here. I for the longest time, I was one of those people that never took anything out of the box. Now, most of my NECA figures I've taken out because I like to actually be able to kind of pose them and whatnot. But this one, I just can't. My only exception is something signed. Then I obviously won't take right. it out. But otherwise, I I unbox pretty much everything. And that's not even the end of it. I think I forget it was many episodes ago. I was talking about like how expensive like Blu-ray box sets are, and I said I mentioned the uh, Shout Factory Friday the Thirteenth box set that just came out this last October, and I was yeah. like, "There's no way I'm going to spend that kind of money on a set of yes." Friday the Thirteenth is my favorite horror series and probably my favorite series period. Yeah, but I own them on both VHS and DVD formats. So I was like, I don't need another one. I bought it. <laughs> and you're going to buy them all digitally now and just have like everything, even though owning things digitally is weird. I need to now be like, were they released on laser disc? I need yeah. laser discs. Just get every format it came out on. But it's honestly, I've watched Friday the 13th one and two now so far. And the picture is so amazing. Um, I got to check out like a bunch of the bonus features. And one of them was going to the filming locations for part one and two, which so we did. Was, so it was really cool to see all the places we uh, went to again. Yeah. And being like, okay, we did get that right. Like that was the place, you know, I told you we got it, but um, we know what we're doing once in a while. I mean, if you have an extra $110 lying around and you love Friday the 13th, I would recommend it. Cause it is beautiful. That's awesome. I'm not going to get it because you have it. So I'll come to your house and watch it. Yeah. But yeah, the picture is just so clear. And it's just like, I want to hug Jason. Yeah. I'm like, Daddy. Oh, well, I think uh, that's all we got. Unless you got anything. No, that's all I got. That's It's been a very full week for me of horror purchases. So I'm probably done for a little bit. Yeah, that's how it always goes. I'll say that now. But next week I'll be like, I bought another box set. <laughs> Um, well, we will see you guys for episode 24 next week, which is Tusk. And, and then we're almost that, at 25. Uh, don't tell them that one yet. Nope, really I'm not saying the end what of next it week. is yet, but it's Giant Size 25. It's a special episode. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. That'll be a really... Uh, like I said, we got all gold coming out for a little bit here. Yeah. But uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and... Uh, Hopefully we've left your brains, especially after this episode, throbbing with horror.